What's up, everybody? This is Janet Doe. You are listening to Stop the Pull podcast, where we expose the devil in an area people don't talk about hair pulling, how it starts, how it manifests, but most importantly, how to use the word of God to destroy it. This podcast is part diary where I read what I wrote, but also part live action when I go off script to speak to you like a friend. I've been pulling my hair for about 25 years now and I'm fed up. I'm still in the midst of it, but God told me to do this and I will be delivered through it and he will also help deliver you. It's time's up on the devil. This is my story. It started in or around the fourth grade. I got into a fight with this girl named Greta, who at the time was someone that I considered a friend. It's my first fist fight for what I knew was considered a fist fight. It was more of a scuffle. We're in the fourth grade, so what did I really know about fighting, right? Anyway, we found ourselves in timeout. My teacher, our teacher, had came outside of the classroom where we were fighting because you wonder why we weren't inside and saw us just right outside the door and proceeded to chastise us and in, in a teacherly way, well, a strict teacherly way and told us that we were now going to go into timeout. And she said that because we were normally good students that she didn't want to send us to the principal's office. So Therefore, we had to send time out. And when you're that young, something that could be 20 minutes, right, could feel like an hour. So it felt like we were sitting there for a long time, but it probably wasn't that long. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye, my peripheral, that Greta was pulling her eyelashes. And for a while, I just didn't pay attention to it, paying no mind. I mean, you know, when your eye gets scratchy, you sometimes you pull on it but she just kept doing it and so after a while when I noticed it was very like OCD and I didn't know what OCD was at that time I finally just asked her even though I was super angry I asked her I'm like what are you doing and her response was something along the lines of for every lash that's plucked a wish is made I remember looking at her looking at her like she was crazy and not really paying any mind it was kind of like going on about my day now while I don't remember at that moment like plugging my eyelashes out I think I did at least once but from that point that spirit entered my conscious and has not left ever since that was the fourth grade right now I am 35 years old and I am still dealing with this but I will not be dealing with this for much longer. And neither should you if you are also dealing with this. As a child, we're told to blow the candles out on your birthday cake and make a wish. We're told if you see a, a, a shooting star, then make a wish. If you break a T-bone, you get the bigger half, then make a wish. Throw a penny in a, in a water fountain display and make a wish. Dandelions, make a wish, make a wish, make a wish. Yada, 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 right? And so I guess to me at that time, although it was very disturbing, I must have in my mind somehow related it to this notions that we're told as children that aren't anything that's rooted in truth. You know, they're all things rooted in any and everything that is not of God. 
But when you think about it, it's so similar to prayer where we do all the same things, except in prayer, it is rooted in the truth and the power of the living God, Father of Jesus Christ, my Redeemer. So I never gave much thought to how hair pulling manifested over time. Like I said, I started with my eyelashes, but then I started plucking my eyebrows. And then, you know, from my eyelashes, eyebrows to different parts of my body after I started hitting puberty. So we're talking about fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. Now I'm starting to hit puberty, seventh grade. So now hair is growing all over my body. It's driving me crazy. It's still driving me crazy to this day. And where it... um gathered the most was in my private area right my little kitten box my little v area my poor thing i ripped so much hair and have ripped so much hair off of this thing and at that time my adolescent my adolescent mind didn't think that anyone was ever gonna see it now i've had boyfriends ever since you know what i mean like i you know i'm not just out here living in a show but no one, even in my longest relationship, no one ever said anything to me if they did notice the scarring, right? Maybe they didn't want to make me feel bad because they like me, you know, it's a possibility. Or they didn't care because they were just more interested in getting it than they didn't care what it looked like. Anyway, so puberty hit and I'm pulling, right? Pulling. Primarily in the front, forward facing part. And with every pull, I would feel a little bit of relief that I couldn't really explain. I didn't even really recognize it as relief. Like, who would think something like that is relief? It's like when people cut themselves, it's, it's almost just the same type of mutilation and body mutilation as somebody taking a knife and cutting their arms or anywhere over their body. Like the, the men in the tombs, you know, when Jesus crossed over the seas with the disciples, and the storm met them before he got to the other side where the two men, you know, I thought it was one. It's actually two if you read um, the Bible. But it's two men were cutting themselves in the tomb. And that is when Jesus cast out the demons that were inside of them. They ran to the herd of pigs that ran down the hill and then like drowned themselves in water. Right. So we're talking about that same spirit. And that's what I'm saying. When God told me to do this, he told me this is not just a disorder, an OCD, that we are dealing with the spirit. And I can't say that with other things, but I could tell you what God told me about this because I am dealing with it. And I hope that you don't have to deal with it much longer. All right. But that's what I'm saying. So it was, it's, a, it's a, a, a spirit that we're, that we're dealing with. So over time, I became so self-conscious about the hairs growing over my body but the more that I would cut or shave it just kept getting harder to stop and like I was getting ready to go into the story about the first person that had seen my private area where the majority of the pulling was taking place it was a nurse my freshman year in high school I don't remember why I went to the nurse's office. It might have been because I have really bad cramps. So it might have been that or maybe it was just a checkup. I'm not quite sure. But I remember laying down and I remember her like trying to check my pulse and she couldn't get it in my arm for whatever reason. So she checked, she went to check it in my groin area and she pulled down like you know, I guess she saw the the bumps from either the outside or the sides 
of my underwear lining and I'll never forget it made me so angry and so uncomfortable like she must have saw the bumps and she pulled it down slightly and I remember like shoving her hands and like pulling my my pants back up and like proceeding to basically leave like angry and like I was shocked I didn't even know I don't know what I said to her but I remember her telling me you need to stop whatever you're doing or you'll have scars for the rest of your life. Now I'm just paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly how she said it, but that's basically what she told me. That was the first time I ever really remember feeling so embarrassed when it com- when it comes to this disorder and being exposed in that way by an adult. And at that point, like she had an opportunity to give me resources, knowing because I, I cannot help but to relate to relate it to the same as not as detrimental as as people and who cut themselves. But it is the same type of body mutilation. So why wouldn't she give me some sort of resource? Why, instead of shaming me and making me feel small in that moment, seeing the shame, knowing how yeah, I was a child, I was a child. And she had an opportunity to give me resources, to give me help, at least to give me a word of encouragement, but nothing. And so what did that do? Well, it made me want to hide it. And apparently I was really stressed that year, uh, freshman year in high school, either that or maybe the Lord wanted people to catch me, catch me early on enough to break the habit before I got to 18, but it didn't work. That same year, a girl I went to high school with was at my house braiding my hair for me because my mom couldn't braid like like that. She, was, she could braid good, but she couldn't braid like how the girls in school would do it. So I finally got this girl to come over to braid my hair. And at some point in time, I stepped away and she I went to the restroom and she went through my things and came across a photo album. I was going through the photo album and then I come back in the room and I come back in the room when she comes up on the end of the photo album and it was like a bunch of blank pages until she saw a page in the back where I had stored some eyelashes that I pulled out. I don't know how long before that, but I forgot they were in there. And, you know, that was so embarrassing. That was so embarrassing. It's like I didn't even remember leaving them like it was like I was storing them away like a wish for a rainy day or something like that. And she screamed and she said, ew, what is that? And she like threw it at me and I snatched it from her. And she she proceeded to say, is that pubic hair? And I was like, I shouted no as I grabbed it. And I was like trying to determine for myself. I'm like, is it pubic hair? Is it my? And I looked and I saw it was my lashes. But anyway... That was the last time that she ever came over that I allowed her to come over to get my hair done. It was so unfortunate because the embarrassment, right? And that was the same year. And I didn't even realize, I didn't even put two and two together until I started my podcast that that had happened in the same year. And, you know, you think that I, I, I will always give grace for my childhood self. I was a child. Anyone who's 14, 15, they're children, okay? And I'm giving myself grace for that. But at the same time, as soon as we enter this world as humans, we're already met with the adversary. And some children and babies have to deal with it while they're still in their mother's womb. They're already being attacked. 
And so me being 14, 15, well, that's nothing to the devil, right? It's nothing. I might as well be an adult. So anyway, after these two situations, uh, it was the last time that I held onto hair and stored it like that. And it's weird to say these words out loud, but this last time I like stored it for the fear of being caught was just too heavy. And so from that point on, it was pull deeper, hide better. Don't allow people to see, discard all of this, but not stop. Stopping never even crossed my mind. Of course I wanted to, but by then I, was, I, I did not know, I did not know that from my late tweens or teens and even tweens, right? This technically started in the fourth grade, fourth, fifth grade and through my twenties, <laughs> through my twenties, through the 12th grade and beyond. And we're talking college now. It just got worse. It just got worse. Hello world, this is Janet Doe, and you are listening to Stop the Pool Podcast, where we expose the devil in an area people don't talk about, hair pulling. Make sure to keep an eye out for StopThePool.com, where you can subscribe to the electronic e-newsletter and tell me your story, or you can just sign up to make sure you receive the notification for the latest episode. It's time to let go and let God be blessed, my brothers and sisters, and everyone else. Until next time.